0: Peacock fuels your true crime obsession with exclusive new originals like John Wayne Gacy, Devil in Disguise. He said to me, clowns can get away with murder. Dr. Death, the undoctored story. This guy's dangerous. And Epstein's shadow, Ghislaine Maxwell. She inherited Jeffrey Epstein's secrets. There was this whole other world going on. Plus the most bingeable crime series, Buried in the Backyard and Snapped. And with the Dateline 24-7 channel that's always on. Did you want her dead? You can't not obsess. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Halloween is a time for spooky costumes and kids going door to door, trick or treating, a night of ghost stories and horror movies and tons and tons of candy and pizza. It's a time for fun and a time to get into the spooky side of things like ghost tours and digging deep into old urban legends like the Mothman, Aliens and Ghost Encounters. But while Halloween is a night for fun, it's also a night that's filled with horror, stories of real-life murder. Halloween night, before we begin, I'd like to welcome any new listeners and subscribers. I'm your host, Kathy, and welcome to Inner Darkness Podcast. For those returning, or those who have been with me since the podcast started, thank you for coming back again and again. Now, on to the show. On Halloween night, roommates Adrian Insagna, Lisa Mazara, and Lauren Minza had spent the night handing out candy to trick-or-treaters that rang the bell at their home. By 11 p.m., the lights were out, and all three women went to bed for the night. Adrian and Leslie to their upstairs bedroom, and Lauren to her downstairs bedroom. It was a normal night for the women until around 2 a.m. when Lauren was awoke by the sound of breaking glass and what she later described as a blood-curdling, terrified scream. Worried about her roommate, she slowly went upstairs but stopped when she heard the sound of heavy footsteps coming down the stairs towards her. She turned and ran and hid in the backyard when she heard someone climbing out of the basement window and running off. When she headed back inside and went upstairs to check on the other two women, she found Leslie face down in a pool of blood. Adrian was crouched down behind the bed, still alive, but bleeding heavily. Lauren tried to call 911 on the house phone, but the line was dead. She called them from her cell phone while running out to her car and driving away. She later said that she was scared that the person who attacked her roommates was still in the house. Paramedics arrived quickly, however it was too late to save the two women. Lauren was dead already, and Adrian would die very soon after the paramedics arrived. Both women had been stabbed multiple times. While investigating, police found cigarettes and DNA that didn't belong to the two victims. But it would take time for a match to be made to the DNA sample found at the crime scene. Adrian, it seemed, had heard the attack on Leslie and run to her friend's defense, sustaining fatal stab wounds herself in the process. Adrian had survived a car crash at 16 and had a rocky relationship with a former boyfriend she had spoken to just before the murders. Leslie, who was a former beauty queen, and had recently moved to California from South Carolina, had a circle of friends, and worked at a winery. The local area reeled from the savage murders because a suspect hadn't been caught immediately. Napa police believed that Leslie was the intended victim, with a theory that when she had been attacked, she had been sleeping when she was first stabbed, and had attempted to run away from her killer, that she headed for Adrian's room, who had heard the attack and tried to help her friend. Police interviewed more than 1,500 people obtaining DNA samples with no matches or further leads because they believed whoever had committed the murder had become obsessed with Leslie and waited for the perfect moment to strike. After checking the multiple DNA samples with no match by September 2005, almost a year after the murders, a public release about a cigarette butt and the fact that they were Turkish gold, a variation of camels, was made known to the public in hopes someone knew something. Eric Koppel who had married Adrian's best friend during the year, followed the two women's death, showed up at the station with his wife, Lily and other family members. Like everyone else, he had heard about the Turkish gold cigarettes being found at the crime scene and believing he was about to be caught, confessed to having killed Adrian and Leslie. By January 2007, Eric Copel was sentenced to life in prison after a plea deal was agreed upon by Adrian's best friend, Lily. She spoke in full support of her husband, going so far as to tell him that there was nothing in the world that he could do that would make me love you less. Although she did later divorce him, as of this episode, Eric Koppel remains behind bars where he is serving two life sentences without the possibility of parole. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any recommendations, please feel free to comment or contact me. I'm on all social media and they are all linked on the page. If you would like to support the show, you can find me on Patreon, which is linked as well please feel free to leave a like, a rate, and a review if you like the show. I'd love to hear from you guys as well as your thoughts on the case. Please be respectful to the parties involved, and until next time, take care. You might like absolute silence or lo-fi beats. Maybe you stand, sit, or relocate every hour. You might want fresh coffee always within reach, or a game nearby for those quick breaks. Whatever your work style, you deserve a setup that inspires. And Best Buy tech experts can help you online, in-store, or at home so you can find what's right for you. Work for You Space. Achieved. Details at bestbuy.com.